Welcome. This is Struggles to Strengths, and I'm your host, Chad Duff. This is the podcast about learning through your struggles and failures, figuring out how to take the difficulties in your life, the lessons learned, and then how do you move forward? Welcome back, everybody, to S2S. As you can hear, yep, the voice is not great today. I have been battling a cold for a week, and I've been talking all week at work, so a little bit thin, but that's okay because I called in reinforcements. This week's episode, an old friend, and that's exactly what I've done today. I've called in an old friend to help me out. Mike Steyer and I went to high school together when the dinosaurs roamed the earth, but Mike now is a <laughs> is a teacher. He's a, he's a coach. He's a husband. He's a father. He actually does radio uh, at the radio station, does sports broadcasting at the radio station where I started my uh, my career all those many years ago, back in the 90s when uh, when Mike and I were in high school together. So, buddy, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. Hey, glad to be here. Glad to help you out. Yeah, it's. Uh, I told him. I told Mike we were getting started that he was going to be carrying the bulk of the work this week. So I really appreciate Mike that you. You know, you just heard the podcast. You saw it on Facebook, and you heard it, and you reached out to me, and and have you know have become you know someone that listens, and then that got us back in touch after literally decades having having not spoken. But but I know that. The, the grief episode and, and what you heard about my dad. I know that's something that touched you really personally. So can you share your story? Sure. Um, well, I started listening to your podcast uh, kind of late in the game. Uh, you had posted it on Facebook and, and we had, you know, reappointed on Facebook. And um, I knew that you had lost your dad. Uh, and I actually had a good relationship with your father as we served on church council together. Uh, and, and when he passed uh, during COVID times, um, I, I reached out to you and your brother and just wanted let, to let you know that, you know, I had been through what you guys had been through and then what your dad meant to me. Um, my fondest memories of him were really working at, at church and on, on church council. And he was just a gentle soul. Uh, I was one of the younger people on church council, but yet he always appreciated my point of view uh, he was one of those old stalwarts. Uh, you know, I looked at him as the wise old Al of church council, and I really enjoyed being on there with him uh, and did lose contact when your parents ended up going back to Van Wert. And then uh, just, you know, I was devastated when I had heard your dad passing. So that ties in with your podcast um, because I started listening and uh, I, I listen to podcasts frequently. I've done some of my own and just jumped on board with it and I appreciated your candor and how well you spoke. And <laughs> this is not to be belittling, but I, I enjoy that it's to the point. It's yeah. not one of these two hour long podcasts yep. uh, that I have to listen to like yeah. eight times right. uh, to finally get through through an episode. Yeah. So um, you know, and I told you that I would work out and I'd do a cycle and I'd listen to your podcast or it's just long enough for me to get from home to work. And then I can get one in. And I, I I felt refreshed after listening to your podcast. And so I reached out to you again and, and you know, commented on how much I enjoyed your podcast, how thoughtful they were. And um, I like I said, I'm a little bit behind, but um, I think I'm like I'm 10. But one of yours was uh, Grieve Well. And it really uh, – really struck home with me because that was something that I struggled with when my dad passed away. And, uh, you know, when you relate your story with your dad, 
Um, I really think, you know, at times that I, I honestly thought Chad's story is my story. Uh, and for people to be able to listen to it and to maybe understand about the grieving process and hear what other people have gone through, that sharing out like this can be important and that maybe it can help somebody out. So Mike and I knew your dad well, right? As you know, from, from being in our hometown and being a teacher and, and, and knowing your dad. So we have that in common as well. And that's the beauty when you grow up in a little town of Kenton, Ohio, like Mike and I did, you, you get a chance to, to know and be kind of friends at least a little bit with, with everybody that you're around. But I'm curious right now, if you think about back to when you lost your dad and then the subsequent days, months, years that happened after that, how did you think you were supposed to deal with the grief and how did it actually land on you? You know, that's the, you and I have talked about this before that our, our dads were pretty close in age. Uh, and it, it was, a, it, I struggled with grief because I didn't know how to do it. Um, I feel like I'm a pretty open and understanding and emotional person compared to my dad and my grandfather's generation. And that's one of my dad and I's last conversations was actually about, him apologizing for not being more um, emotionally available. And he said, it's because my own dad wasn't. And I didn't know how to deal with that. And so, you know, I appreciated his honesty with me. And then I could see that that helped me in my relationship with my own children in being more understanding and emotionally available. And so with the story of my dad, um, lost him to cancer in 2008. Um, Dad was just 61. And it was a short battle with cancer. Uh, we, during that, he passed away in August um, of 08. We didn't know anything was going on with him until literally weeks before he had passed away. He had had some gallbladder issues. Um, I remember he was working on our house, painting it, which my dad always did in the summertime. And he's like, I just can't do this much anymore. I said, well, you need to go get your gallbladder checked out. And so he went in and then that weekend they came back and uh, mom and dad told us that dad had cancer and it was um, hard to tell where exactly it was, but it was liver and it was gallbladder um, and liver cancer is, is one of the worst ones as you can get. Um, so we didn't know what the, what was going to go on with it and you know, what kind of procedures were going to happen. Uh, and so dad was still having gallbladder issues. And so they thought they could go in and take it out and they tried but they opened that up and said you just there's too much cancer in there yeah and so that weekend that day he came back home and was just in a lot of pain um you know they had opened him up to scope him and see what was in there and i think things just blew up for him uh i was at a soccer game uh, uh as an assistant coach and i remember my wife and my son came walking up on the sideline, which I thought, okay, what's going on? And they said, uh, your mom needs help get your dad downstairs so they could get him in a car and go to the hospital. So ran out there as quick as I could, got dad in the car. Um, dad was still livid. Everything was okay. He was in a lot of pain. We ended up going down to Bell Fountain, which is a town about 20 minutes away. Um, took him into the emergency room. Uh, I, there were only so many people that were allowed in there at the time. Uh, and then they brought my sister and I in and basically said, there's nothing that we can do. 
and you know, I was in shock because mm-hmm. I looked at the doctor and I said, you're telling me that I'm going to lose my dad tonight. And he said, yeah, there's really not much we can do except to make him comfortable. And here I had just had conversations with my dad as we're coming, you know, getting him in the car and, and down from the uh, top of the stairs. It just blew me away that that could happen so quickly. Yeah. And he did end up going pretty fast. Um, uh, it's about eight o'clock in the morning that next morning or so that he passed away. And, uh, one of my last memories is actually shutting my dad's eyes, uh, his eyes, his eyelids shut after he passed away. And so at that point you're kind of, um, in shock, obviously. Uh, I remember my sister and I walking down to the nurse's station saying, my dad passed away. And even then I'm like, I don't even know how this works. Yeah. Uh, you know, what happens to mom, what happens to dad's body. And so, uh, you know, you get to the funeral and it was just a couple days later, I had to break the news to the staff at the middle school. Dad had retired for, I'm going to say about three or four years by then. Uh, and I can remember that they told the teachers at the staff meeting and, uh, the principal called back and said it was just a mess and because uh, everybody had loved dad and had worked with him and that it was such a shock that it had come so quickly. And, uh, you know, I started getting messages from people about it. And, you know, then the funeral comes and I shared some of those messages, told everybody how my dad was my hero and gave his eulogy. And it's, you know, I don't know how it was for, for you at your dad's funeral. But... So at that point, nobody really walks you through anything. Yeah. There is nobody there to tell me how to grieve. Yeah. Um, and I took two weeks off of work. Um, cause I didn't know how much time I need. Yeah. And I can recall that I was painting the house during those two weeks, trying to finish up what dad started. And, you know, it really hit me. I had a breakdown and I told my wife and said, I can't, I can't paint this house anymore. Um, because it just constantly, my brain was on my dad and she's like, it's okay. Yep. Um, and so I had to let that go. And, and then from that point, I'll be honest. Um, I got kind of angry. I was never angry with God. Um, I'm a Christian. So that was always in my head. Um, cause I was thankful for the time that we did have. I'm glad that dad didn't suffer as much as others might have with stage four cancer. Uh, but you know, I'll be honest. I also asked the question, you know, why, why do these people live without problems? But yet my dad who was yeah. a pretty good guy. Yep. Was Great taken guy. so early at 61. Yeah. And so I, I, I held it in that, that was my problem. That's why, you know, I kind of wanted to get on the podcast is grief really does come in different forms, but being a guy and being who I am, I held it in and I got the worst of me and I just didn't know how to deal with it. And I think it made me angry. I think it hurt my relationship with my family. And I always had that chip on my shoulder of, you know, I, I couldn't let my dad go. Yeah. And that was, that was really difficult. And so fast forward, oh goodness, I want to say about five, six years later, I went on an Emmaus walk and an Emmaus walk is where it's a gathering of, of men um, for a couple days uh, in a church and they have one in Finley and you know, it's basically to further your faith. And, you know, the biggest thing I gained from that is I had a breakthrough in that one of our last days uh, that we had, 
uh, we kind of had a gathering of the men and we're talking about what this weekend meant to us. And I finally did break down and I let dad go, mm. uh, which, which might sound weird because nope. it's been years since he passed away, but I really had to let him go that he wasn't coming back. He wouldn't want to see me angry or upset or hurting my relationships. And so at that moment, when it was my time to talk, I got up there and just said, um, thank you that you, you really helped me to let my dad go. And one of the better parts of it is there was a guy who was at my table who was one of our leaders, and he was probably in his mid-60s. And he, the whole weekend, reminded me of my dad. And I said, I, I just asked him, I said, you remind me so much of my dad. Could I have, like, one hug from you? Uh, because you remind me so much of my dad. And the guy popped up, and he's like, hug as long as you need. Yeah. And I really needed that. And at that point, I realized that I had really let dad go. And it doesn't mean that I forget about them. Of course it doesn't not. mean that I don't try, that I try to, uh, you know, live my life and honor him because I always try to do that. But at the same time, I couldn't emotionally hold on like that anymore because it wasn't doing good for anybody else. And I think what it also helped to do is to uh, get me to want to help other people because of the years long struggle that I had yeah. with finally letting dad go that that's why I want people to know and to hear this, uh, that, you know, it's going to happen at some point. Um, and maybe, maybe you don't know when, or maybe you just write a date on the calendar and say, this is my last day. And then I'm going to let, let whoever the loved one go. Uh, and then it's time to move on because I think that's what we really have to do. Um, and I still find ways to honor my dad. Yep. Um, I have a bicycle charity here in town that I started right after he passed away and I helped to raise money for uh, people who are going through cancer treatments and such. And um, not tooting my own horn, but I, I think I'm about at $25,000 that That's I've raised. That's great, Mike. Uh, and, and, and again, not not to, to pat myself on the back, but that was my way to honor my dad mm -hmm. and just to keep it up and to help as many people as I can. And, you know, raising my, my children to be good kids and honoring my wife and being a good husband. And I think those are great ways to have your parents or have, you know, a loved one live on is through you and through your relationships that you have with other people. Yeah, Mike, I, I know right now that there are so many people listening to your story and either they have been through this, they're going through it or they will. Right. I and mean, there's the only three kind of choices in this in this story. And that's when it comes to our parents. And or, or, or someone that's close to you, for that matter, it doesn't have to be a parent. It could be a, a loved one or someone that you that you have in your life. Those are the those are kind of the only choices that you have. And what I one of the things that I loved about the story that you just told is, you know, when you're at the retreat and you saw kind of your dad's eyes or almost your dad's body right in that guy that for me, that's a God wink. And I tell people all the time to be on the lookout for those because you never know. When, you know, your, your dad's going to be talking to you. I, I was literally, it was the day after, two days after my dad had passed and I was at the grocery store and there was a, a row. I think I've shared this story before on the podcast. Maybe not. I can't remember. Um, there were a row of sodas, right? Like, you know, diet, Pepsi, diet Coke, all those, and you know, during the holidays, how Coke has the, um, they'll put names on the bottles sometimes. 
And there right. was there was a single bottle that was faced in directly at me. It was the only name that I could read. You know, there, there are probably a hundred sodas in the in the in the window right across the cooler. And there was one pointed right at me directly at me, and it was said Craig. You know, and I looked at that, and I went and I bought it, and uh, we put it out at Christmas time now. But it was a God wink, right? Like you have to look for those things, man. Like. I believe wholeheartedly that our loved ones speak to us. And I'm glad that you had that moment. Well, in, in those, I'm with you as I see it a lot now. And there are times when I'm, there are times when I'm talking and I'm like, gosh, I sound like my dad or I have different gestures that I'll, I'll take a breath and be like, oh my gosh, I'm doing exactly what my dad did. Uh, and there were different people who are around Kenton that, they they look like my dad and and i joke with uh my wife and i tell her that you know who al roker is right of course i tell her al al roker it looks like my dad (laughs) (laughs) he's black he's black but he looks like my dad he really does he reminds me so much of my dad i'm like holy cow so you know when i say let go it doesn't mean like for in every way yeah but just don't let that emotional part be an anchor that weighs you down because I feel like no matter who's gone on in, in anybody's life, that's the last thing that they want. Yeah. They don't want their, they don't want their, their ghost, uh, you know, in this, in that sense to just haunt you like that. And, and you got to move on. You got to find ways to honor them and remember them, but you got to keep living. And, and like you said, with that short phrase, you, you've got to, you've got to try and grieve well. Yeah. Um, there's no, there's no time limit on it. No, nope. um, it's all up to you, but that you need to have a point where you say, okay, I, I have grieved well, and, and now I have to keep moving on and I've got to keep living. If you could go back and talk to 2000, August, 2008 version of yourself today, this, the guy that you are now, who's been through it all and faced it for six years and then put it away and has created this charity and everything that you've done, what advice would you give yourself back then? Wow. Um, I would say don't hold it in. That's mm-hmm. a really, I really held it in. And then there were times when it boiled over and, you know, I would be angry at myself or my kids and the world and, uh, you know, I could just feel myself uh, and not liking myself either, but just knowing that the storm ends, um, that, you know, it, it'll come in its own time. Talk to people too. I didn't talk to anybody. Yep. I don't even know how much my wife really knew how much I was hurting. Um, and you know, it's my wife and it's just, it's still hard to tell anybody cause it's a, you know, I'm with you, Chad, I'm a big guy. And we're, you know, we're, we think of ourselves, most guys do as tough and, sure. um, it's hard to, sh- it's hard to show that weakness. Uh, and then, you know, again, I don't want to, that's a bad word for it. That's, it, it's not a weakness, uh, but just to show uh, the emotion because, you know, we've been taught that you don't necessarily have to show emotion, you'll power through it. Or like my dad used to say, life's tough all over. Uh, but at the same time, that doesn't help anything out. So well, you, find you know, someone to talk to. Yeah, you know, Mike, as I mean, much as you can. I totally agree. Right? I mean, listen, I mean, not to like go too far down the, the trail here, right? But like the day that 
your dad need to get in, get into the car. Your mom came and got you, right? That was that was right. that was your responsibility, right? You were the you're the strong son, you know. You had your dad's back. You had your mom's back, and I think sometimes as men and and women can face this too. It's not exclusive to being a man, but I agree with what you're saying. When you're giving of yourself or you feel like you're protecting everybody else or it's your job to be the rock in the room, whether that's assigned to you or you just take that on yourself, it's hard sometimes to maybe be vulnerable. Um, That probably was an issue for me when I was younger. I think I do a better job of that now. And that's a big reason of why I do this podcast is, is to show that vulnerability and to show people that it's okay but yeah it's it's hard when you are a strong person and a, and a person of strong faith to know sometimes that it's okay not to be okay right and i, I like your word uh, vulnerable that was better than my weakness one <laughs> and that's again why i appreciate your podcast because <laughs> i feel like you show your vulnerable side which makes people like me think that it's okay uh, and that I need to do that too. So, um, I, I really do appreciate what you've done and reaching out to people for this. And so I'll, I'll always keep throwing out, you know, Facebook messages to you. And Thanks, even buddy. though I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a few months behind You're good. Uh, at the same time, I, I think you need that, um, little, little boost yourself to I keep doing what it. you're doing because it does help. I, I appreciate it. And it's fun to hear from someone that you've known your whole life and, and here's a little secret for everybody that's listening. Um, Mike's wife was my study buddy uh, in pre-calculus. She's much, much brighter. You're younger than me and much brighter than me. So that's why I, that's why I stuck next, sex, sex next to her uh, in, in class. But we all went to the same church and we had kind of funny nicknames for each other that I'm not going to share on this podcast, but they were biblical <laughs> nicknames um, and they were kind of funny, but I appreciate your bride so much and I appreciate you. And, and at the end of the podcast every week we give two takeaways and and i've been taking notes feverishly mike while i have been while you've been talking and, and for me number one it's it's okay not to paint the house you know what i mean like if it, if you after you've faced a grief after you faced something that you've done in the past or was something that we always did it this way if something's changed and you you can't do that anymore that's okay that's okay to give that to somebody else that it's 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 fine to move beyond that so for me that was one big thing so thank you for that and then mike the second one and it's funny because you've said it multiple times and i'm like yep i captured the right thing don't hold it in let it go there's no reason to, to, to capture it. Your dad wouldn't want that for you. My dad wouldn't want that for me. And we don't want that for anybody that's listening to our words right now. You know, it's not easy. There's, it's not linear. It's hard. Um, and it doesn't matter if it was two years ago, like it was for me, if it was 14 years ago for you, or if somebody lost their father 25 years ago, it's never easy and it's always hard. But, um, this was a great conversation, pal. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on. Um, uh, I, I, again, I appreciate your podcast and just, uh, I've learned that in my life, I, I want to share to people just so, you know, whether it's through my charity or whether it's through like a podcast like this, just, so they can hear the message 
And so that if they're going through something themselves that, um, you know, people care and, and, and people will help you. Um, sometimes you got to reach out first in order for that to happen. But uh, uh, your story will match somebody else's and um, hopefully someone listening to ours can uh, feel that way as well. And then maybe that'll take a load off of their shoulders and they can uh, help them in the grieving process as well. Mike, if someone wants to donate to your charity in your dad's name, is that something they could do now? Is there a particular time of year that we need to, to publicize that? Or how can, if someone has been touched today and wants to give, how can they do that? So my bike charity on Facebook is Mike's Rehab Bikes. And what it is, is it's a local charity where people can donate their bicycles and I fix them up and I resell them. And normally I sell them at much, much cheaper than anything else uh, that they could find. And then that money will go uh, to uh, this year. I gave a thousand dollars to our local charity. Um, this is called Not By Choice. And they provide money for people who are going through cancer and need a wig um, after they've gone through radiation. And I also have donated $300, I think it was, to our local um, dog warden um, because they've done a great job with taking care of our puppers in our community. So you can go to the Facebook page uh, if you just want to donate money or something. Um, you can just get a hold of me on there. And uh, if you have any bicycles, we can figure that out as well. Well, Mike, I will go on there this weekend. I will donate 100 bucks there uh, to help the help the cause. I'm looking forward to being able to help out with that, and I really do appreciate you coming on. Maybe maybe when you do your uh, when you do your ride coming up this summer, maybe that's a time where we get you back on the podcast. That sounds good. Love to do that. All right, buddy. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can, uh, like we always say, give us a, a rate, a review, wherever you got, wherever you listen to us. We'll put in uh, Mike's charity will be in the uh, in the podcast notes. So you can go to his Facebook page if you see, feel uh, feel so uh, moved to help things out there. And uh, we just really appreciate you. Happy New Year, everybody! I can't believe we're in 2023. And until next time, be well. <laughs>